coming through. Beep, beep, backing up. Beep, beep, it's coming into your living room. It's not your mama's Christian podcast. Welcome, everybody. Not your mama's Christian podcast. It's a podcast. Don't take yourself too seriously. I am your host, Shane. This is Eric. I was a garbage truck back I think from now on, when it comes to intro, I'm going to say, you doing a new intro? You say, yeah, I'm ready. And I'll approach the court, and then I'll go get like the coffee and stuff. <laughs> and just, oh, that made me really sound like an intern. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, go and give me some coffee. I did get you coffee today. Thank you. Oh, dang it. Thank you. See, you're, I like it black. <laughs> you're, abuse, Thank you're, you. abusing, you're abusing my generosity uh, f- with... With me, me being an intern and not, anyways. Hey, I appreciate it, Eric. Thank you for making me some coffee, and uh, I would appreciate it if it was a little bit quicker next time. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you right in the face. <laughs> so yesterday, Eric, we had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, it was a lot of fun yesterday. What did we do yesterday? So we uh, we've been talking about this, and you probably um, uh, I don't know if anybody has checked us out yesterday, but we had our live stream of Orioles podcast with yeah. Birdland Radio, um, our friend Josh Roca. I don't know if I said that last name right or not, but I think so. I don't know how else you'd say it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta, gotta be only If you say it a different way, you're saying it wrong. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and uh, But the guy's from Section 336 podcast, and they invited us on, and a bunch of other uh, Orioles and baseball podcasters. Wait, one, thing, on. one thing I noticed mm-hmm. is they have a way better setup than way we do. Way better. <laughs> they got a studio. Yeah, and it's a night, and like we're like, oh, where are we playing in our headphones? Like, oh, it's right on the table. It's attached to the oh, table. It's attached here. There's a TV in there. There's a message board that people can interact yeah. because they're doing it live. Yeah, we had people interacting with us while fun. we're doing it. So and yeah, uh, it was it was a lot better setup than what we do on our kitchen table. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, one little box of our yeah. podcasting equipment. Yeah, absolutely. And so, but we um, but it was a it was fun. It was a lot of it was a privilege to be able to hang out with other podcasters and do uh, an Orioles podcast. So we're gonna release our episode that we recorded yesterday. Mm-hmm. We're going to release it Thursday this week, right? Yeah, it'll be a bonus episode. It's solely about Baltimore Orioles sports. Yes. So we understand if you're not a big baseball guy or you don't care about the Orioles, then it probably won't be an episode you will fully love because right. it's about that. Yes. So if you don't know that, we get it. So, But either way, if you're interested in hearing it, it will be released on Thursday. You can also find the live sh- live stream. Um, BirdlandRadio.com. Yeah, BirdlandRadio.com. Uh, we're... We were from the six to seven. It's like twelve hours long. Yeah, so you got from nine to nine. You got to fast forward a little bit to find. Or listen, us. everybody, just don't do anything all day and just sit there and That's watch a the whole live listening. stream. That's a lot of Orioles. Talk. Um. So and they had a little wiffle ball tournament and that was fun. Mm-hmm. They had like serious wiffle ball people. Yeah. We're not talking about like just just we just got some uh, bat and some balls from Rite Aid really yeah. quick to play. Like there was actual wiffle ball league people there. Yeah. The that were running wiffle ball. Uh, league. There was four people that were there just to help us run doing this wiffle ball, and they were like, they were the umps. They were kind of helping us with the home run derby. Which who won the home run derby? Topper did. R.I.P. Pour one out. Ex host of this podcast. Yeah, he won. won he it. won it. That was um, pretty cool. He won a wiffle ball bat, and then uh, we played a game. And one of the funnier parts of that game is it was our team, not your mama's team. Us two, Topper, and another uh, friend uh, of ours, Fred. Uh, well, I, oh, oh, and, Dave, and then, and then oh yeah, we Fred, did add Fred later. Fred, he's he's from uh, Birdland BS yeah. podcast. So if you lo- if if you were looking for other Orioles stuff, there's really good Baltimore podcast. Yeah, and we're playing against another team, and uh, we were just kind of playing. And then Shane at one point hit a home run. Yeah, but when awesome. he when I he did <laughs> when he did, all of us were on our phones looking. Myself, Topper, and our friend Dave was there. We're just looking at our phones, and I saw it. 
and I act like I didn't see it. Yeah. And you literally, you hit it, and you were so excited, and you turned around, and you saw no one saw it. Yeah. And you went, uh, uh, Topper, you're up. <laughs> and the Topper yeah. went, okay. And then two innings later, you're like, I had a home run earlier, and we're like, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I saw it, but I would act like I didn't see it. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I felt, I was like, because here's the thing. We grew up playing baseball, and all my all my baseball life, I've never been a power hitter. Um, <laughs> I, I don't hit home runs very often. You're a utility player. No, I'm not a utility yeah, player. No, you weren't a starter. I'm, I'm a leader. I was a starter. You're the fourth fourth uh, uh, infielder. That's no, you were, no, yeah. I was not. I'm sorry, I was, fourth outfielder. I was. Uh, I was. I, I was more. I'm more of a leadoff speed guy. All right, a contact hitter. That sort of a guy. All right, that that was kind of my high game. OBS guy. Yes, that was kind of my game. Where, so I don't hit a lot of home runs. So when I hit when I hit one and I turned around and I just wanted my friends to just like give me a smile and no, just like we missed it. a thumbs up, just like hey, nice, that was awesome. Uh, Nothing, nobody even cared, nobody even looked. I was encouraging everybody the whole time. When I finally did something and I turned around and my friends were there to support me, it was really heartbreaking. I I was not a power hitter, but I had hit I have hit home runs in in rec league and in high school and one time in rec league i was we were up and i hit a home run it was my first home run i ever hit over the fence mm-hmm. and i i went around the bases whatever everyone was was happy and then my mom showed up and i remember like it was yesterday i went mom I, mom you missed my home run she said oh you hit a home run i said yeah don't worry mom i'll hit you another one wow and the next time i went up first pitch i hit another home run Okay, that's not a lot. And then the only home run I hit in high school, over the fence home run I hit in high school. Yeah, um, I think we, I might shed this on that podcast for, but get over it if I have. Just press thirty seconds a couple times. Um, <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was up, and we we're playing against a team who was really good at basketball, and they had to have another team that was um, in like the whatever. So what division the were way we? that high school sports work, at least around for us in Maryland, and like the M M A I, I don't remember. But um, you if you had there's like A, B, and C divisions. A is the best, and so forth. Yeah. So their basketball team was really good. They were in the A. But in order to keep other sport teams in the A division, you had to have at least X one. amount of teams yeah. in the B division. And so they needed to have their baseball team in the B division to keep their basketball team in the A division. Yeah. So, and on top of it, they didn't have anybody who wanted to play baseball. So all of their basketball players had to play baseball yeah. in order for them to play basketball. So when we go to play them, we know we're going to kill them and not because we're arrogant, because they don't care. Yeah. Like they, they were just like, whatever. They're, pl- they're probably do practicing basketball instead of baseball. Yeah. And they were like, well, we just got to go out here and do it. And we knew, like, it got to a point where you had to bunt and touch home play, which is automatic out, because they couldn't even get out. Yeah. So um, I, I let off that game. Yeah. And the first at bat, I hit a home run. And it was 0-0. Zero, zero. It's not like we even had a score yet. And I, it was the only home run I hit. I didn't mean to. Yeah. Uh, I was just swinging. And I hit home run, and literally everyone was mad at me. <laughs> I went around third base, and our head coach was third base coach. He was mad at me. Yeah. And high five me nothing because he knew we were going to kill him. Yeah. But I was like, we had to get one. I walked back in the dugout, and no one said, good job. No one high five me nothing. I sat down. My only home run in high school. Yeah. Everyone literally was mad at me for hitting it. Well, because it's like you were hitting the home run off of like a little league team. I know, but still, it was like, it's my only one. And I was like, <laughs> still kind of exciting to hit one. Yeah. Yeah. But. Anyways, yeah, so that was fun yesterday. So yeah, this Check ep- out. our bonus episode will come out on Thursday. Bonus episode. That will be out on Thursday. If you are interested in listening to more Baltimore baseball podcasting, 
check out a lot of those, but especially section 336. Yeah. Uh, we highly recommend that one, especially if you're an Orvis fan. Listen to that. So that was a lot of fun yesterday. Mm-hmm. You can fi- catch all that somewhere else. Yeah. But when we were, um, Eric was talking about when uh, we were playing baseball in high school. But so let's talk about this, Eric. For us growing up. Just talk about it. Eric. Why do you always feel this. like, stop. Why do you always let, feel like Eric. you have to preface everything? Let's talk about this. Let me ask you a question. Hey, let me ask you, you this. You know what it's called, Eric? It's called segues. Maybe no, you could work it's, on them. It's horrific segues. Eric. The segue, the transition was already there. Eric. You didn't have to say, Eric. Let me talk. We Eric. already. <laughs> go. Eric. And Shane, you're a pastor. You know how to do transitions from your yeah. intro part Eric. to your tension to Eric. your truth to I've your I've been a pastor longer than you. Okay. Yeah, and you, t- and you and haven't I, learned transitions. I would appreciate it if you would just. You still haven't learned how Understand to transition that i know more of what i'm it doing it was a natural transition. anyways <laughs> so we grew up um and going to uh you it, know how right i am about this no but for us growing up going to school we both eric and i have gone to both public school and private schools mm-hmm. but when did you go to public school i went to relay elementary school from okay elementary grade. school yeah that's it yeah that's the only public school experience i've ever had yeah so besides that, not I've even been, not even college, right? Not even. Well, I went to I went to community college, community college for so my public, freshman yeah. year. Yep, and then that was it. So out of my schooling life, I've spent four years in a secular education environment. That's it. Which is not a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> Most times in private. I went to public. I went to private school from first to fourth grade. My first memory ever is peeing my pants in first grade. <laughs> and I remember I beat my pants because Raymond wrote his name on the chalkboard. And you know, it's just that one person go at a time. I was terrified of Wait, every no, other you're trouble. You said to go to the bathroom. Yeah, to go to the bathroom. You could go by yourself. You had to write your name on the chalkboard. When you came back, you erased your name. When there was no name there, you're allowed to now go. I was terrified of getting in trouble. Freaking Raymond forgot to erase his name when he came <laughs> back. I was not smart enough to see if Raymond was in the room. I just kept looking at the chalkboard like, Raymond, he must be pooping or something. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I was so terrified that I peed my pants at my desk. And I remember sw- swiping it with my hand Ew. under the desk, hoping no one would ever see it. Yeah. And then eventually, of course, a girl came back from doing carpet time. And the first thing that was, oh, he peed. <laughs> and then Uncle Don came and brought me pants. Yeah. That's my first memory. Anyways, um, so yeah, first and fourth grade, I went to private school. I was just about to graduate elementary school. And then I went to public school. Yeah. And then I went back to that private school in sixth grade. <laughs> I was about to graduate middle school. And then I went back to a public school for that. Yeah. So fifth grade, I went to public school. Eighth grade, I went to public school. All that, all my high school was at a private school, and then my, all of my college was a public school, a community college, and I went to a University of Baltimore. Yeah. So, so we have. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience in both. Eric has a lot of experience in both secular school and Christian school. Christian. Yeah, but school, I. But, but mainly private. School. Yeah, but I would even say like. I don't. I don't have any high school experience. I didn't go away to college either. Yeah. So like my college public experience is like I just went, got it done, and left. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't make a lot of friends there because it was just like you were yeah. doing your. Th- it was in the city. Not a lot of people. There was no campus life. So yeah. when I think I, whenever, a little different than most yeah. people. So like for for us, whenever we talk about going to private school, a lot of times people be like, "Oh wow, your family must have been loaded," and we weren't. We, yeah. we really we went to private school. Because we we grew up in Baltimore County and our school district was not very good, yeah. And so the high school that we would have that we were supposed to go to uh, was called Lansdowne, which is which is not the greatest school. I know people who went there. Topper went there. Topper went there. He somehow made it up. Yeah, Topper. And I know other people went there who who were fine, but it was important to our parents to send us somewhere else. And Chapelgate was where we went to high school. I'm pretty and, sure um, our parents would have sent us to a private school almost no matter where we lived. 
Do Maybe not so? any. I think so. I think they wanted to send us either way. You, I, we, we, I've never asked them that. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, but I think they were they wanted to send us private school no matter they what. They wanted us to have Christian education yeah. is what yeah. they wanted to send. But I also understood that going to Chapelgate, there were a lot of families who were really well off. Because whenever you go to a Most private school, that's, that's kind of the deal. Most, most kids who go there are because their parents can just afford it. And because their parents think that, oh, well, I'm, we're not going to send a public school. We want to send a private school. Whatever the reason. It was a college it prep is. school, too. But, so there's some of that where it gets you a little yes. bit of an advantage um, when you go to college for but your kids. not many people went there in in our position. Most people who went there were, were really well off. Yeah. They and, might have had the same reasons. They yes. just had enough. They had more money it wasn't, to do it. Yeah. Where knew, my parents really sacrificed. Yes. Our parents really sacrificed in order to let us go there, which is very commendable. And I understood that. So because I didn't of understand that, that at the time, did you? I did. I, did. I understood it a little bit. Now that you're now that you're an adult, now I'm like, oh man, they really did sacrifice. I knew I understood that they sacrificed a lot to send us there. So I appreciated the experience where at a private school, a lot of times when you have people who are really well off, they're kind of spoiled, you know? And uh, that's just kind of the nature of it. And so a lot of people would complain about the high school that we went to because kids just complain. High schoolers complain. No matter what high school you're at, every high schooler thinks that their high school is the worst. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, this is so terrible. I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to move on to a different place. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's just high schoolers being high schoolers. But I never really felt that way because I understood of what, what our parents did. So I really appreciated the opportunity that I had to go to the school that we went to. So I enjoyed it a little bit more. But I know other people who didn't. And um, that if you don't know anything, if you've never spent any time in like private school or Christian education, Eric, give us a little bit of what's different about it. I mean, I don't, I don't know too much, but uh, one thing is, one thing is like, you don't ride a school bus. You have to get driven and, and carpool out. Most of your friends are not local. They're everywhere. So I remember whenever I wanted to hang out with a friend, we had to like really plan it out because I couldn't just, go down the street that was that was one of the worst things about it yeah it's like i had friends that live like 20 30 40 minutes away yeah so if i wanted to hang out with them like and and i would spend weekends with them but yeah before i could drive i was like okay whatever so i remember we had to find certain people to drive us all the time uh there there was still plenty of drama there was still plenty of of just a lot of stuff when it came to i don't know there was still drugs at our school i remember there was, there was a parties. drug raid at Chapelgate. yeah so i don't think it was as much it's a lot smaller yes where my wife's class is probably three four hundred people um we had 60 in our graduating class yeah, so, i had 75 or so something. yeah it's not so i knew everyone in my class mm-hmm. um i didn't know them that well i was pretty quiet in high school um but i knew everybody where erica there's so many people she didn't know yeah. and most people that's how that's how they know there were so many people they didn't yeah. know but i actually had this i was talking with my wife this week about it about um, the that influence and um, she, that the question she asked me was if I went to a public school do do you th- the, she was asking me do you think you would have like gotten in a little more trouble mm-hmm. compared to going to a private school and I really like can't. you would have gotten into more mischief yeah because I really didn't get a lot of trouble in high school mm-hmm. um, at, I really didn't get a lot of trouble period um, I didn't drink at all. I didn't drink anything before I was 21. And then when I was 21, I kind of made up for lost time for a little bit. So I kind of tried to catch mm-hmm. up. And I went the complete opposite extreme. It's like, I waited this long. And then I went a uh, different extreme. Yeah. And, th- and I was in college at that point. So it's kind of a r- little bit around that culture. Um, so I remember I was, when when I was in high school, 
my closest group of friends were not in high school. And maybe that's because I was in a private school that yeah. they're all so far away. My closest group of friends were in the youth group that I was part of. Mm-hmm. So my circle of influence was not the, the people in my high school. It was the people that all were, were Christians and all wanted to come to youth group. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just kids that were forced to go to a private school that didn't actually care about it. It was kids like they didn't have to go to youth group. Some of their parents made them, but most of them chose to be there. They would drive there. So because of that... We were part of a really good youth group that we all loved. Yeah. So because of that, I think I avoided some trouble because at the most influential time when it comes to how much you're craving acceptance Mm -hmm. and you're so... You can be influenced very easily. I was surrounded by other people that were were genuinely going the same direction. Where when you're in another environment where your close group of friends are in your public school and none of them necessarily believe what you believe and they're all trying to go a different direction of like partying or or hooking up or whatever direction that you say would be wrong, then it's harder to do that. And I don't know if I was surrounded by that group if I would have gone that path or not. But I didn't I don't know if it would have changed me that much because I went I was so involved in youth group more than I yeah. was in school. Yeah. I re- see for me growing up and you know this about me, but I was always terrified to get in trouble. And so I never want to get in trouble. So I don't really think that it would have mattered that much where I went yeah. in, for that part of it because I just never wanted to get in trouble. I remember in fifth grade in public school, I remember I was in public school from third to fifth grade. I remember being in fifth grade and a kid brought in a naked picture of Pamela Anderson in my friend group, right? And, uh, and I remember like in our friend group, him showing all of us, be like, hey, look at this. And I remember being like, oh, I'm going to tell my mom. I said that to his <laughs> face. <laughs> I'm going to tell my mom. And he was like, no, don't, please don't. I was like, no, I'm going to. And I went home and I did. I told mom and dad and they laughed because they were like, oh my gosh, this fifth grade boy saw a naked picture of a girl and came home and told us. And, and I was like, mom, dad. Somebody brought in a naked picture to school, and they a little laughed. tattletale. I know, I know, but I wasn't that. This bad is the life I grew up with. You're always tattling on me. <laughs> and, uh, I would just, I didn't ever want to get in trouble, so I think that I would have stayed out of trouble pretty much anywhere that I went because of who. But again, but it's also because of our of our of our home. Mm-hmm. We've had such great parents and great family, and we were always involved in church, and we loved going to church. It was mm-hmm. never like we were forced. It was something that we wanted to go. And so our main sphere of influence was the church. It wasn't the school. Yeah. I had friends from school, and so did you, and I still have friends from high school to this day, mm-hmm. but our core group of friends were at church. So yeah. that was where we were really influenced. I, but I, I think that's the key when it comes to this, because what we're kind of wrestling with and talking about is... Um, how important is it to yeah. either go to private school or to public school? If you, if let's say you are uh, uh, a Christian and you have kids and you're trying to figure out what to do yeah, with that when they I get do? older, private school, public school, or homeschool, and that's kind of what we're what we were trying to wrestle with when we're talking figure out what we're to talk about today is. It, I think the main thing that you said is your primary group of friends, just like me, yeah. was found in youth group, right? Where. I don't know what would have happened if my primary group of friends was in my public school that I went to, mm-hmm. which which could have happened, and they were going a different direction. Would I just not have had friends? Would I have not been around them? Or would I have needed acceptance so much, like most high schoolers do, and gone around with a crowd that you wouldn't, shouldn't have gone around? Mm-hmm. That's why I still preach about this 
and you still preach about when it comes to importance of community, it is so crucial and important for anyone to be intentional about your community. Because what do most people do? You become really good friends with whoever's near you. Yeah. You become good friends with the people in your school that you see all the time. You become really good friends with the person down your street. Why are we best friends with Eric Topper? Because we grew up on the same street. He lived six houses down or 10 houses down from us. He, mm-hmm. he lived a block away. Um, we just happened to get lucky that we got along really well too. Um, so it we all crave acceptance, but too many of us are not intentional about the community that we're in. Yeah. So the older we get, especially, but as as an adult, when you have students that don't understand this, that's why you need to guide them and put them in certain situations where they can find friends that are going the same direction. Because mm-hmm. we need to be intentional about it because we all desperately crave acceptance. God made us all that way to crave acceptance. So if we all crave acceptance, we need to be around somebody. Think of it this way. Um, most people would rather hang out with somebody at their work that they feel accepted by, even though their morals are do not match at all, rather than somebody at their church, even though their morals match, but they don't feel accepted by them. Yeah. Almost yeah. every time you will go with the person whose morals are different, but you feel accepted mm-hmm. because we all naturally crave that. God made us that way. So that's why we have to be intentional about our right. community, not just, well, whoever's around, yeah. that's who we'll be friends with because there's so much danger and so many bad things can happen. When as as parents too, if you have kids who are in getting ready to be in middle school and high school, you need to know who they hang out with. And that that's part of your job. And and you, there needs to be some freedom and some independence for them, but you need to know who they are around because it will greatly influence what they do throughout their life and the decisions that they make at this stage. This is the formative stage. The, those middle school years are really formative, but so is high school, obviously. And if you and if you just say okay, just go and hang out with whoever you want, and you don't know anything about those those kids, that's you're playing with fire. And and it's not and it's not being a ridiculous, overprotective parent. It's being a parent who cares about the development of your child. Yeah. So, but but let's 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 move on from middle school and high school, and let's talk about college. So, because obviously we're both pastors, but we went different routes. Mm-hmm. Where I I pursued ministry pretty quickly after my freshman year of college i went to so we both went to ccbc which is a community college of baltimore county the first year I went there for three and a half years you did yeah wow i didn't know you went there that long oh, i went to college for over seven years most yeah. people are doctors at the end of it yeah yeah <laughs> i went to me. college for about that long too not full-time the whole time but anyways so my first year was at community college because i didn't know what i was going to do. and this is a side note okay it's a side note i think that going to community college is extremely smart to do yeah if you, as long as you get along with your parents, and if you if you really struggle with your relationship with your parents, and you're like, I just need to get out of here. They don't let they don't they aren't letting me be who I am. Whatever it is, okay, I can hear that. But if for us, we got along with our parents really well. I wasn't like in a rush to move out of my parents' home, yeah. and to go to community college, you save a ton of money. And you can, and if you take your general classes that you need to get out of the way, anyways, doesn't matter where those all transfer. You take your Englishes, your science, your math, those sort of things. Take those at at a fraction of the price at a four year university, mm-hmm. and most of the time it's easier, which is nice. Yeah, and it's che- cheaper, and you get it done out of the way. And most of the time, it's like an absurd amount of people change their major halfway through. Yeah, I did. So when you go to a Big university like that, you're spending all this money, and then you get into your major, and that, and then all of a sudden you change it. All that money's wasted. But Shane, what about the college experience? <laughs> what about you need to go away, you need to become the person you're going to be? Mm-hmm. What about that? I think one of the most overrated things in this world is this whole college experience. Yeah, 
I really do. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong if you go away. And I know that so many people say, oh, I loved those four years of going away, being at a big university. And I get there's nothing wrong with that. There's I will say wrong with that. The co- your college mm-hmm. age period yeah. is some of the best times in your life. Yes. Not because of college, but because you're at an age where you're past high school, mm-hmm. mandatory freedom. school. You have a little more freedom, but not you as might much get responsibility. A job. You have no bills most of the time because most of the time you haven't moved out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is an awesome time period where once you get to like 24, 25, now you're thinking about getting yeah. married. Now you actually might have a full time job. Now you might move out. You're paying rent now. So all of a sudden, now it's like, oh, more responsibility. You adult really quick. Yes. Where then it was 18 to 22. Right. Just that age is, is a fun age right. because of that. And now, like I said, don't, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with going away to school for four years. I think that that's great. But, but for far too long, I've heard so many people look down on other people who don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't get that college experience. That college experience, I is heard overrated. That, I heard that a lot for me. Like, you didn't go away to college. Yeah. Oh, you missed a lot of stuff. Like, I know what I missed. I missed uh, a lot of regrets. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if I went away, I know I know myself, I would have made some regrets mm-hmm. for sure. It's like, you know what I missed? The freshman 15. Yeah. The getting, the getting blackout drunk. The, and I'm not saying if you go away that that's guaranteed what you're going to do, but that's really what people are referring to. It's like, oh man, you missed so much fun. Yeah. It's like, no, I didn't. I have, I've had fun throughout my entire life. Well, I I think it's I think that idea that you need that college experience mm-hmm. is sold a little bit to us. Yes, because what it's the American dream? What part. happens at the end of that college experience? Especially when I was eighteen, I wanted to be an accountant. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? I am far from yeah. an accountant. <laughs> and then halfway through my college, which is like I was twenty one, is halfway through for me. Um, I decided I wanted to be a business management major, and then. And a year or two later, I decided I want to be a pastor. Yeah. So, like, I changed so much. So, and a if, realtor somewhere in there, huh? Oh, yeah. I got my real estate license somewhere in there. I, because you don't know. Yeah. Asking an 18 year old, hey, you now have to determine what you're going to do for the rest of your life. That's really hard to do. Where you know what is just as good of a, a, a path? Mm-hmm. A trade. Yeah. Like, bec- if you go to school to become a plumber, yeah. Guess what? We'll money. always need. We'll always need people to be plumbers. Yeah. If you go to school to be an electrician, we are always going to have electricity. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't go away to school for something that you know you want to do, but to go away to school and feel like I got to go away. And then, how many people do you know? Friends of ours who went away to school, did the college experience, went and they partied, they had fun, and they lived on campus, and now they are working a job that has nothing to do with their major, yeah. and they also are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars yep. in student debt. Oh, yeah. So many people. So, many. so yeah, at the time, I'm sure it was fun for those three or four years, but now as an adult, you have to pay all this, and it sucks. Yeah. And we were blessed we don't have all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I, it going away to college because you have to have the college experience yeah. that you can just pile up that debt right. and all you're going to pile up is debt and regret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people tell you about the wonderful things about the college experience, but they don't tell you about all the other stuff that could that could also happen. And what, this is just what drives me the most crazy is that since we both went to community college for a year and then I went away to Christian school, I went to Southern Nazarene University for a semester and then I transferred back home, that was in Oklahoma, then I transferred back home to Washington Bible College, which is a really small school school that doesn't even exist anymore. It was bought out by Lancaster Bible College. So I don't have to talk about that. My degree is from, from Lancaster Bible College, mm-hmm. which is in Pennsylvania, and I've never even stepped foot on the campus, right? But I didn't get that college experience. And so often in my life, people have like felt pity for me because I didn't get that. And I'm like, don't pity me. Like I loved my college experience. 
I made great friends in college who I'm still friends with today. Mm-hmm. I had I got a really good education and I got to do what I wanted to do. Like it was for me was really really beneficial and a really great experience and to look down on somebody else who didn't do the four-year university is honestly really rude. And it, and it drives me crazy because everyone thinks, "Oh, you need this. You need to have this." No you don't. You really don't need to go into debt to go away to school and drink and party and do whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I, like like I said, just because you go away to a four year, four year university doesn't mean that's all that you do. Yeah, I don't. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't throw a blanket statement over over all of it. It's just what most people think of. And I, I also will say there are some benefits to it. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. You start to learn quicker, like how to be a responsible adult. Some, um, so, some. Yeah, but you're a slow entry to it. Yeah. Um. Of now, you have to do your own homework at your own time. Mm-hmm. Um. I, some I, people go away to university and then never grow up. Yeah. But I think some of those people is because their parents allow them to. Yes, yeah, I know a lot of parents that sent their kids away to school but mm-hmm. said, "Here's a deal: you're if, on your own. If no, if you fail, you're coming home. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, mm-hmm. and if you're going to do certain things, so I, that's actually not a bad lesson. Yeah, you go away at 18, and if you party, guess what's going to happen? If you get in trouble, you're stuck in trouble. Yeah. If you fail, you're coming home, and you're paying me back. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what they say. If you fail this class, you have to pay me for it. I'm all for that because yeah. then that is teaching them them lessons quick and it's saying you have responsibility if you mm-hmm. want to go away and i'm willing to pay for it then you do it yeah you're or, not just wasting my money yeah so i'm there's nothing wrong with that to me and there are experience there are examples and experiences that are that are crucial to that but i think it's it's heightened a little too much yeah and saying so now when you leave it's like well i guess i gotta go to college i we did youth group for a long time I, we know some people that's like i guess i'm going to a four-year college now and he's like mm-hmm. what are you gonna do i don't know yeah but i gotta go this is just like, what i'm supposed to do now like maybe well maybe just go to community college or maybe go to a trade or or whatever um i do know people that just say i don't know so i'm not gonna go anywhere and then yeah. they never get a that's job that's not what we're saying to do. yeah it's it's there's no blanket statement for this mm-hmm. uh we're just pushing against the the college experience, mm-hmm. the the prototypical stereotypical pr- college experience, mm-hmm. because we've had that pushed on us, and it's like, man, you must have a lot of regrets. Like, actually, I don't have that many regrets, which is a good thing. Yeah, that I don't have as many regrets as some people, but I do I do see some benefits to it. Yeah, if it's all what I think it all comes down to is your your guidance as, as parents or mentors or, or whoever. If they set the right precedent for you mm-hmm. when it comes to going away to school, any school. Because I'm, I'm not the person that, as a Christian, I don't think you have to go to a Christian college. Um, I don't think it's bad to go to one. If mm-hmm. you want to become a pastor, then you obviously have to. But I think you can learn from other places as long as you have the correct parental guidance as yeah. well. So there are going to be other risks, of course, but Plenty of Christian colleges that you party there too, so yeah, it's, it's not just because you're in one spot or another. And and I will hear some people say, well, they'll teach you different ways of thinking that you shouldn't. I went to University of Baltimore, at least from my personal experience, which doesn't mean it's a blanket statement or it's even mm-hmm. correct. It's my experience. I there was never anything taught to me that was was counter what I believed. Yeah, ever. Yeah. So let let's talk about that a little bit more uh, it, with the whole Christian further education, the Christian college experience, which I know a lot about, and um, you don't you don't really know anything. I went about online that. for for my yeah. ordination because there are a lot of Christians out there who think who 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 will say that's the only option, mm-hmm. and I have no problem with some with a parent who says, "Look, I really would like my child to go to a Christian college, 
and 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 they can and if they decide that they don't want to go there, then they're going to pay for their own schooling. Like if you if they're if you're paying for it as a parent, I have no problem with you saying, "I really would like you to go here and this is what I want to put my money towards." And if you don't want to go there, that's fine, but then you have to find your own way to pay for yeah, it. Even, not even Christian school. I don't mind if a, if a parent said, "I want you to go to Auburn." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, I want to go to North Carolina." Well, then I'm not paying for it. I don't care because yeah, you're your paying for it. It's your money. You can decide. Yeah, I don't you don't owe it to me. Right. I, I'm not entitled to it. Yeah, and and we were fortunate enough that our parents sacrificed a ton to to pay for our schooling, and I'm so thankful for that. But not everybody is in a position to do that anyways, and far too many uh high schoolers expect it expect well i'm going away to college so my parents need to pay for it they don't yeah. they don't they don't owe you that you at really at this point you're an adult and there are so many people who have to fi- figure out their own way through student loans mm-hmm. or through working whatever it is it's part of life I, I would i my hope and my plan for my kids is that i will be paying for their college yeah. and i'll sacrifice in order to do it but if when we get to that point and i don't have a ton of money mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay an extra amount so they can have the college experience. Right. But I will make sure they get the schooling that they want. Mm-hmm. So there might be for me, and where I'm so far away from it, um, we're, we're already saving for college. Yes, There's are we. grandparents that are helping us save for college. Mm-hmm. And so we've been really lucky with that. So when it comes time for them to go to college, um, I, I, it might just be, hey, you have to stay local because that's what we can afford. If you want to go somewhere else, then you might have to get some student loans. But if you stay local, it's all paid for. Even if I got to take the loans out, yeah. then I'll then I'll do that. Right, right. So, so what are the benefits then of going to a Christian college? I mean, I guess I could answer that one more so than than you. Yeah, could. I did it online. So. Yeah, yeah, because I I did really enjoy my experience. There, there's a couple different things. There are more rules in place, and so to to and you like that? No, that's one. No, I'm, I'm going to explain it to to most oh, like people. Guys have to walk on one side of the sidewalk, and girls not, on another. There sidewalk. are schools like that. I know, but not the schools that I went to. But there were like guys and girls dorms. Mm-hmm. And guys and girls, at least the schools I went to, weren't allowed in each other's dorms except in like certain times. Like uh, there were like certain times in the week, like oh Wednesday nights from six to ten, you could go in each other's dorms. You have to have the door open. Those sort of things. And to most people, it's like, yeah, that sounds like ridiculous. Like I'm a co- I'm an adult. I can do what I want to do. But at the same time. How many people make mistakes that they really regret later in life in college as a 19-year-old? Well, and as a parent, if you if you want to encourage your kids to yeah. have abstinence because you believe that purity paves the way to intimacy, mm-hmm. then you would encourage them to go to a school that's going to also help you do that. Yeah. And so, so I get that. I I mean, it was it is it obnoxious as a college student? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like it as a college yeah, student. Yeah, you wanted to hang out with girls in your room. <laughs> yes. But at this age, thinking of whenever my daughter gets old enough to go away to school, I'm like, that sounds really nice. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, w- I would really appreciate that. Um, for, for freshmen, there, were cur- there was a curfew. Uh, by uh, on the weekends, you if you weren't going to be home by mi- or back to your dorm by midnight, you had just had to sign out and say where you were going to be. So we had a friend who his parents lived close by when I was in Oklahoma. His parents lived close by, and um, I was a sophomore this time, so it didn't matter to me. I, I didn't have a curfew. It was only freshman, and you, but you just had to sign up, put his address, and so they, if they wanted to, the school could call that number, and if you weren't there, then you would get in trouble. Yeah, you know what I mean, but. So this is how you're trying to sell Christian colleges, by the I'm way. I'm telling you the difference. <laughs> I'm telling you my experience. I wonder why no one's to go. Yeah, I'm, tell, <laughs> I'm telling you my. And I realize most people are like, oh man, I don't want this whole experience. That that whole experience. And I, I get that. There was um also uh, like chapel during the week that you had to attend. Mandatory. Man, you you can miss like X amount throughout the year, and if you did, 
then I don't remember what would happen. Like you, you would actually have a grade for chapel, and it was just based on your attendance. Mm. And if you didn't I'm, meet I'm it, sure, you still got to see. Yes, yeah, you, <laughs> exactly. It was it was either pass or fail. It wasn't anything beyond that. What I really appreciated about the schools that I went to was that Christianity wasn't forced down my throat. So a good Christian college, and I can only speak from my experience, is a is a is an education that says, here are other ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. We can't be afraid of letting our college kids think outside the box and think differently than what they've always known. They need to do that. If you only think one way your entire life, then we're going to be so narrow in our thought process, and we should explore. And so at, at the colleges I went to, they allowed us to think outside the box. They showed us different things. They they actually taught us different things than what just the Bible says. Yeah, and allowed us to explore that. But then also said the the Bible side as well. So that, it gave that, me an opportunity. That I think what you just said is the people that say you should send your kids to only Christian college. That's what you just said is probably is a good reason why they yeah. would say that because. You go to other schools where they teach you that, but don't don't give you that side of it. Mm-hmm. Where they say where they're teaching you to learn on your own because in college is when you really start to learn on your own, and that's where you can really take the, your parents' faith and make it to your own authentic faith. Yeah. Um, but if you go to a non-Christian college, the mm-hmm. fear is that they're going to just take you. And how many kids do you know? Yeah. That walk away from their faith in college, and what's the what are the reasons? I think there's a many many reasons for that. It, it, but some of that might be that they're not being taught it. Mm-hmm. It's the influence you're around. It's it's different culture you're in, and you just start straying away. Yeah. So at, at a Christian college that does that, and it says allows you to have the freedom and flexibility to understand different aspects of mm-hmm. life, because that's the the worry I have is that you then leave inside this big Christian bubble, which you don't want to do either. Correct. Um, that which is probably what you're going to get to next. But at the same time, we we as a Christian as a pastor, I want my kids when they go to college for their faith not to be gone. I want them to still have faith. Yeah, exactly. And so I want them to go to a college that's going to teach them about their faith mm-hmm. at a very vulnerable time in their life, but also allow the flexibility for them to become the person they need to become. Mm-hmm. And there, if you go to a Christian college, it's not like you only do that if you're going to be a pastor. Like there, there is other education available, and there are other majors that you can take. You don't have to go into ministry to go to a Christian college. You can b- major in whatever you want for the most part, um, and you should research all the schools and know if the program that you want to do is right for you and if they offer a helpful, productive program for your career. Mm-hmm. So you need to do that work ahead of time. But you could go and just learn about – you could go to be an accountant if you want, but also have – a Christian environment and and a healthy environment around you of people where you know the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron and being around other people who who are going to strengthen your faith, not deteriorate it. Yeah. That's a good thing. And not to say that every person who goes to a Christian college is going to do that, because there were a lot of people who were terrible influences at the Christian colleges I went to, and they only went there because they were forced to go there. And their parents were like praying that they would find their faith there. And I don't know if they did or not. Yeah. But I know that it, they have more of a chance of finding their faith there than they would at a secular university. But what about um, the thought and the process of you go to a secular university that has Christian groups like mm-hmm. Crew and like we, we yeah. met, we've talked about Car- uh, Carlos, for example, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty right mission field. Oh, so yeah. what about sending your kid there? Mm-hmm. Joining Christian groups and helping people learn more about Jesus. I mean, it yeah. all depends on. Yeah, on I've your got kid. no, I've got no problem with that. I don't. But, think... And it all depends. Like that one kid who's your the parents. Like I'm. I know if they go to this college, 
they're going this far, so I'm not sending them there. Yeah. Completely get that. And then there's some kids like they could probably go away to yeah. this other college, and I'm confident because of of how strong their, their faith maturity is level, and how the maturity. Mm-hmm. So it's there's no blanket statements here. No. You can't. It's naive and I don't immature th- to do blanket statements. Yeah. Here. I don't think that the only option is Christian education. I know. I know there are people who think that way, where it's like, oh, you. The only option for for you as a Christian family is to send your kid to a Christian college. I don't believe that. I think that it is good to send them to a Christian college, but I think that somebody can grow just as much in their faith at a secular school as they can at at a Christian. So, school. what would be your main reason then that for it not being a Christian, like the same you just made, to send them to a secular school? Yeah. I, besides what I just said, or yeah, no, I think that, and then I think that um, if they're if if they've only known one thing throughout their whole life, it is good to kind of grow and expand. Um, but like I said, that can also be a dangerous thing. I think that you should focus on what they're what they want to do as a major. Mm-hmm. You know, if they if you want to be a doctor, you shouldn't go to most Christian schools because it's not going to be a very good doctor pro- doctorate program. Yeah, you know? but what if you want to study psychology? Which first off, that you shouldn't you shouldn't study psychology. <laughs> That's what everybody does. <laughs> yeah, because what are you going to do with that? Yeah, it's like going and studying yeah. a business degree. So, so because here's some one thing I I've been thinking about too when it comes to Christian colleges is most of them are very underfunded as mm-hmm. there's they don't have enough people going, and which and, also makes them expensive. It does make them expensive, which is the hard part is sometimes you have to pay a little bit of a premium to go to those colleges because of that. But I do want Christian colleges to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so, so and, and I'm, and I, I mean, I'm so far away from it, but I, even now I'm still worried about like mm-hmm. sending my kid, my daughters to, to any other college. Not that there's no risk at anything else. So as a pastor and a Christian, I do want them to, their faith to grow. So there, I understand there might be reasons not to, but if unless it's their major just does not fit, and they're not going to succeed in their job because of going mm-hmm. to a Christian college. Like I don't there and maybe you're spending a little more money. Mm-hmm. I understand why people will say, yeah, I'm going to send them there. Cause yeah. you want to help Christian colleges that right. are not doing well. And you want your kids to still have a faith and you have more of a chance possibly. Yeah. If you send them to a place that talks about it more and part of, and honestly, this is also where the local church comes in, and local churches can partner with universities, with Christian schools. If you believe in in Christian education, then the church should support that, and they should support it by uh, by advertising for those schools, by sending money to those schools, and by allowing them to come into your youth group and saying, "Hey, have you ever thought about coming to this particular school?" Like that's okay, but it can't be forced down somebody's throat. That's that's the problem that I have with some Christian education is this is the only option and it's not. It's not the only option. Mm-hmm. And and if your kid really does not want to go to that, then okay, that's okay. They don't have to go to that. They they should be you able can, to, you can say, you know, I'm not paying for it. Exactly. <laughs> you can do that, but it's their choice. It's their life and they're no longer children. You know, they are now they are now adults who are trying to find their way. Yeah. And we need to allow the the freedom for them to do that. Yeah. But going to going to a secular school, I think that there there are that has its advantages as well. I'm just saying you can get all of those things at a Christian school as well. Yeah, I think you have to weigh it for your kid mm-hmm. what major they want to do, um, your financial situation. There's so many different variables when you're determining right. this, and we're not even close to this point when it comes to our parenting life. But um, and you have to weigh what the pros and cons of it because there are cons to to whatever decision you make, and there are pros to it. So is send your kid to a Christian college, there are more pros and cons. You have to think of it that way. Um, are you willing to pay a little more money to make sure that they have a better chance of having faith when they leave? Mm-hmm. Or are you willing to 
or just send them to a community college and make sure they go to crew, make sure they serve at a local church. Right, right. Like there's there's different things and you don't want to force them because what's the worst thing you can do, mm-hmm. especially to a college student who is trying to learn their faith on their own, now saying, well, I'm forcing you to go to a Christian school yeah. when you don't necessarily want to. But if they want to go away and because they want to have freedom and mm-hmm. possibly go a direction you don't want them to go, I get it. You're, yeah. It's parenting's hard it is well, <laughs> and knowing that what to do everyone is trying to do what they think is best for their kid mm-hmm. that's all they're trying to do so it's hard to figure out what that is and if you are a christian parent it's really hard to determine what you think is best for your child yeah. in that environment yeah well and it's all about boundaries too right like we we talk about how sometimes all of a sudden we take a an 18 year old and who's used to living at home living with their parents having things provided for them having boundaries and then it's all of a sudden like here here you go there are no more rules yeah figure everything out on your own. That's a dangerous thing. And some some people handle it and some people don't. Mm-hmm. And so the all those rules that I talked about at the Christian college that I went to, they it wasn't like I didn't have freedom. I had a lot of freedom. I could go wherever I wanted to. I could do whatever I wanted to for the most part. But there were some boundaries in place to try to help me make healthy decisions. It's kind of like whenever whenever somebody turns 21 and we think, oh, well, it's your 21st birthday. You got to go out and get hammered blackout trunk. Yeah. And no, you don't have to do that. That that isn't a healthy experience. That isn't something that you have to do. Yeah. You know, if you if you think when you turn twenty one, like I just want to go have fun. Okay, great, go and have fun. But we have bought into this idea of okay, I need to just go and just drink as much as I possibly can, so I'm puking all night, so that I don't even remember it the next day. That is not an experience you need to have, and it's not a healthy experience. But we bought into this idea of it, and that's what we do with colleges too. Oh, I'm. I'm now no longer, I've graduated high school, I wouldn't need to go away, I need to have as much fun as I possibly can, get it all in while I can. That's such a lie, and it's not a healthy thing, and if we have some boundaries in place, I think that is a good thing, not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion, and I know that I, I know that's not a popular opinion either. Yeah. I, I just, from my experience, I'm thankful for what I had, and the and the things that I had in place to really help protect me, and to help me make decisions that are beneficial for my life down the road not just am i having the most possible fun i can have in this in this singular moment yeah i just the order i'm getting and then we'll close we may sound like i may sound like an old fuddy-duddy with this I yeah don't know. well you've wanted there to be more open rules so you can then tattle on all your friends <laughs> and if anybody want. brings in any pornography <laughs> i'm reporting it to the dean of the school so the, the thing that I'm I'm learning as now that I have kids and they're getting older every year is I had very strong opinions on my what I think what you should do for college when I didn't have any kids. Yeah. And now that I have kids I'm like, oh, it's I don't know. And I'm I like I'm nervous about that mm-hmm. age because I know what can happen and I love my kids. Yeah. So I was like, man, I just want to make the best possible decision mm-hmm. for the, for them, but at the end of the day, all parents know you can't make the decisions for them. Right. They they are gonna, no matter what you do, you can send them to a Christian college and they might still go go party and go nuts. Right. Or you might send them to a public college and and they might find Jesus while yeah. they're there. Yeah. So like that happens. So it's just it's but it's it's parents that want their kids to have a stronger faith when they leave for college. And the older I'm getting, the more I'm like, man, I'm just so nervous at making yeah. the wrong decision. But at the end of the day, you have to trust that um, you have to it. It's not your decision when they're 18 that's going to lead them there. It's your decision you've been making since they were 18. That's yeah. going to help guide them. Because mm-hmm. my hope is by the time they get 18, they're so on fire for Christ that um, it almost doesn't even matter where I send yep. them because they they 
I've done such a good job before that. Now, again, they make decisions. They can start making decisions that go down the wrong path, and I don't. It's not necessarily my fault. Yeah, uh, that's my prayer is that when they get there, I don't have to worry too much. Um, like for for us, we if we went to if I I, I think if we went away to a public college, mm-hmm. we were pretty strong in our faith that yeah we might have we might have would have mattered for me. We, yeah, we went, we I think we maybe would have made some mistakes mm-hmm. while we we're there, but I don't think it would have taken our faith away. See, I had such. I've always had such strong convictions where when I went away to school at in Oklahoma, I remember going out and my core group of friends were like, oh, let's go, let's go drinking together. Let's go get all this beer and go, and go somewhere. And I would be like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So like I had that experience. Just because I went to a Christian college doesn't mean- I'm surprised that. you had friends. It's true. <laughs> With your tattling. I but, like- <laughs> I, I, but I I wasn't like, hey, this is wrong. I was more so- Yes, you were. No, I wasn't like that. I was more so I've just heard like, that voice from you before. I, I, would, I, would, I would still hang out with them and I would just say, you got to do whatever you want. I'm just not going to do that. I'm, I'll still be with you. I'll still hang out with you. And it wasn't a. It, and it wasn't a. Hey, you guys are all terrible for doing this. It was just, I'm not interested in it. And if you want to do that, that's fine. I'm just not going to do it. And we had friends like that too, who were a part of the youth group with us. Yeah. Whereas, like, okay, if that's what you guys want to do, that you can do that. I'm just not going to. And that's okay. I was strong. So that's why I think if I went to a secular school, it would have been the same thing for me. Yeah. Like um, my wife, your wife, our sister, they all went to away. They all, well, our sister didn't go away to, to a secular school, but our wives went away to secular schools. My wife went to JMU, James Madison. Your yeah. wife went to Towson. Yeah. And they, they they've had good experiences and they had bad experiences at the same time. Yeah. And that's okay. That's part of growing up and being an adult. The, the, the danger with Christian education, I think, is that we're trying to protect our kids so much that we don't allow them to experience certain things, and then they rebel. Yeah, you know, if it's forced down your throat and say, "This is it, this is it, this is the only thing you can do," then the danger with that is they could just hate it. Yeah, but how do you know how to balance that? That's the you got to know your kid. Yeah, that's the hard part because there is a balance act for that for sure. Yeah. Well, as we close, um, thinking of our high school days mm-hmm. and graduating and all those, all those fun. I graduated fun high things. school two thousand five, two thousand three, class of two thousand three. <laughs> Boy, so old. <laughs> I am old. Um, I, 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 there's, there's a couple like popular graduation songs, mm-hmm. um, but there's one that's like, I think one of the most, if not the most popular one. And it came out w- about when we were graduating. Oh yeah, like, it be- did. Right, right before it. it. It for sure did. So, um, I think why not sing a graduation song to close out an episode all about college? Yeah. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. A one, uh, a two, gosh. a one, two, three, four. <laughs> not w- way off our timing, by the way. <laughs> this song is actually a slow song. Go ahead, count it off again or whatever. A one, a two, a, a one, two, three, four. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. And as our lives changed, come whatever. We will still be friends forever. I'm trying to harmonize you. <laughs> friends forever. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Podcast music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.